Welcome to the Pharma Sales and Tech Podcast. Join Artem, Stefan, Ruslan, and Chris as we explore the latest trends and developments in the pharmaceutical industry with a focus on sales and technology. From cutting-edge innovations to practical tips and strategies, our expert guests will provide valuable insights to help you stay ahead of the game. Tune in to stay informed, inspired, and connected with the world of pharma sales. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have me as the co-producer of the Pharma Marketing and Sales Podcast. We talk about sales efficiency, pharma leaders, and people who make pharma life better. And I have a wonderful guest today, whose name is Gabriel Garza. He works for DocTour. He's the co-founder of uh, DocTour. And I think it's best if Gabriel actually does the intro for himself. Gabriel, can you tell me a bit more like, about what you're doing, how you help pharma? Yes, thank you, Stefan. Great to be here. So DocTour has several, well, three main business lines. And we are engaging a tourism business line in a business and work benefit business line and in the technology side business line. And we realized during the years working that we were able to generate some information that is very useful to pharma. For example, on the tourism side, everything changes from country to country. So when you are talking about with tourists, you, you, the doctors have experience with different, for example, medication compositions, names, brands, all kinds of different treatments that need to be, have an equivalent, that need to be, they need to be able to, to give them wherever they are, the medication. Mm-hmm. So that is one side. With that, we, we get a lot of information from patients. And we realized that we could work with pharma. So we are engaging in a project right now that is a, in Latin America with a pharma company in the chronic disease and industry. So we want to engage people in prevention. We want via telemedicine and via telemedicine, get all the information we can to, to bring back to pharma so they can make all kinds of adjustments on their side, right? Mm-hmm. Commercial adjustments, formula adjustments. They can now refine the information about how the Latin American type is, for example, reacting to some some treatment, some medicine, etc. So we are about to engage in in some countries in Latin America, and we hope to with this to bring the the information that normally companies are relying on, for example, the European or the American information that not always is necessarily the right one for the location, right? Yeah. So so basically you 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 see as your goal as helping pharma get more data about their their HCPs, right? Yes. About their clients, right? About the clients, about the market, about their formulas, about all kinds of information that normally you can get via for example a retrospective study that Okay. But the traditional way is you need to Number one, find the clinics, find the practitioners, find everyone, you make your population. Then you need to send people to take a look at the, the, 
electronic health records, no, not always they are electronic. So you need to go in the paper, take all the data, and you need to organize it and, and everything. So that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And what we want to do is with telemedicine and digital tools that we, the different digital tools we engage in electronic health records, prescriptions, electronic prescriptions, and all our business allies and partners that are in the, the medical sector, that information can get centralized, can get processed, and can be very useful for pharma companies in a lot of ways. So what we want is to start little by little, bringing that digital component of the normally retrospective studies, make it easier, make it faster, and you can go broader. Would you, would you say that, so obviously this is a way how pharma companies, well, in particular get sales and sales efficiency managers, right, in a pharma company can, improve right their their analytics the, the the data they get from the market so it would help them basically become more sales efficient what's what are they using right now like you were saying about about like certain scenarios that they were using before what are what can you see what was before like how how does your solution do whatever like help sales efficiency and sales efficiency manager and sales and how how was it before like what what were usually using in sales yeah. On the pharma side, I, well, we are on the on the medical side that is starting to to merge with pharma, right? In that way. So, but on the pharma side, I think that before mm -hmm. there were a lot of different teams and companies engaged in bringing this information, but it's it was like each country, each location was separated. They needed a team, a physical team, to go to the field and talk to the doctors and get the information. And a lot of that took a lot of time. There were some margin of error. Internally, it was processed and they normally relied on, on, on information from other locations. So they were kind of guessing. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but to get that information from the market is, 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 is hard. So pharma has different teams, has the marketing team, has the sales team, has the... And here we are talking that information for all of those areas in the company can be now in the same, for example, a big, big repository data lake. And all company can access different locations almost in real time and, and get that information. So they can be as updated as they want and they do not need to do those efforts every two years, every five years. And... With that, the marketing department can be right away on top of the solution. So I think we're bringing some things that, that are more practical, faster, more accurate, more centralized. Gotcha. Okay, make, makes sense. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Have you seen any specific examples of some successful sales strategies implemented with the use of data in, let's say, in pharma? Well, yes, for example, with the use of data that gets collected online, for example, they have some, even with some artificial intelligence, with some questionnaires or with some other tactics they use to engage the patients, you can get not only the patients, for example, to 
to start their their health journey with, with a general practitioner and to advance it to in more specialized areas in as as they go. So that is one thing. But at the same time, that data goes to the pharma, and that they have the information about, for example, the practitioner, the person, and they now can target that practitioner as they normally do. That they approach them and the sales part and and all of that. Mm -hmm. But that data they didn't have it, and they used a, for example, an artificial intelligence and and a little directory they can create to link both and to target both for example mm -hmm. so that that definitely helps them okay yes question would be how do you approach and manage customer relationships when it comes to like pharma when it comes to the pharma industry because you know it's highly regulated is there any way particular yes. way how you yeah well there are for example a lot of processes and steps that that need to be followed when you start a project, you, normally we see it as as projects. So it's a project management methodology, and in in that also the 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 pharma company, for example, brings all the different areas you need to to qualify. So you need to go mm -hmm. through legal, you need to go through compliance, you need to go to processes, quality, and there are a lot of steps in order to achieve. So normally. When you start with something with an idea, along the way, each area will modify it a little bit. So you, you need to be flexible in order to navigate throughout the process, right? And, and, and it takes time, a lot of time. So because as, as a product, project management methodology, you need, to, you need to plan everything. And in big pharma and in big projects, budget is very important. Quality assurance is very important. And the, the same pharma is very regulated. So, for example, in some countries, in the project we are in, for example, telemedicine, we can sell directly to, to a doctor, for example, any, any components, any formula, or any products directly. In some others, we cannot, you need to charge some amount because, for example, pharma companies cannot give any have some some regulations about what they can do and what they can give and 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 for example as samples or something to to general practitioners so we need to to take into account the the local restrictions law legislation but also the the internal policies because they have a lot of internal policies also pharma so I guess the only thing here is you need to, to be able to adapt, to know that you're going to go through all those hoops and, and have patience because it takes time. It's not always, as a startup, for example, we are used to everything is quicker, it's faster. We can adapt because we're a small team. We can, we, mm -hmm. we're growing. But in a, in a pharma company, it, it, it's very big, it's more slow. You need to go to a lot of different steps to assure a lot of things that normally, for example, us as, as in the medical field, we do not really care because, for example, doctors need to prescribe, need to do a treatment and everything. But on the pharma side, with the relationship with the doctors and the patient, there is a lot of regulation. So we need to take that. Yeah, okay, cool. 
you spoke a bit about the challenges. What are the challenges that pharma reps face in the sales process and how do you think they can overcome those? Well, the sales, how they can, the sales, it's always a matter of, of creativity. So I think we are uh, hoping to change a little bit that mindset, the traditional mindset, for mm -hmm. example, turn consultation data into a, for example, uh, into a marketing strategy. So it's, it's go, going beyond the normal access to data you have. So you have now more access, but mm -hmm. you need to tailor it. So I think that is going to be the challenge to, to really, really tailor your data and go as further as you can on the line to get as more information as you can. Because pharma can make adjustments on behavior. A lot of things that normally they don't have access, but the medical side has. So I think the relationship medical and pharma going digital is going to mm -hmm. expand all of that. I don't know mm -hmm. if, if, if making the point here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, you are, of course. I, I would add to this that, well, look, Platforce is a CRM and CLM solution. So what we see, the challenges that the sales reps are, we're facing, especially about, well, during the COVID times, right? Is that are where they were not able to see all the doctors, you know, the doctors were in different places. And the, at different times, and it it was it was always like a one to many sort of conversation. You could go to a doctor's conference or like cardiologist conference, and you know try to speak there and then get them. Now I think digital has made a big step in the Corona times. Digital for pharma because you can use all these like omni-channel omni-channel messaging. You have solutions like such as your telesales solution where when you can speak not only one to one but you can speak one to many one sales rep to multiple doctors and you can make it like you know on, online it's safe it's secure not no information will get get out and you know doctors can easily you know ex, you know inform sales reps about the doubts they have about the medicine or certain questions and and answers and that that's very good because you know for example using a clm closed low closed loop marketing solution for example like platform you can also see what are your doctor is looking at like are they actually interested in the product you're selling or they're just like or they're just like swiping you know you can understand ah yes of course yes you are, can understand things like such as messaging is my messaging good on the on the presentations that i have is it hitting the right market you were saying about the differences between the latin latin market in latin america and europe and the us different market you need a different strategy you need a different well, you need to different prioritization. You need to adapt different adaptation. Would Would you agree, or do what do can you comment on this? Yes, I will agree, and I will go a little further. Normally, the relationship is pharma doctors sales with some doctors, but also when you give the doctor the digital tools, it's not only about their own as usual customers. They can now expand abroad and beyond their physical and regional location. So mm -hmm. also multiplying data. And the channel is now not only pharma doctor, but it's pharma doctor patient. You can go directly to patient and get information directly from patient, knowing what is the channel through what doctor, for example, every patient is going through. And, and you can start looking at 
different behaviors and different trends and different data that you can use then to to improve on your on on the commercial part mm -hmm. yep and um is there other any tips how would you like from what you see how what are the latest industry and technology trends and advancement in the in the pharma field like the business pharma well Technology and digital part, I guess, artificial intelligence will be something that is going to, to be very useful. I think that one of the, another challenges to predict the predictive models. So artificial intelligence will be, or will be part of an important part of that process, but also the interoperability and of the data between different industries, because the the data is not always generated as we think in this in the place we think we mm -hmm. have also data being generated abroad so i think the the that's where artificial intelligence will go and link different data sets that that are available for them and in the the interoperability of the information from it will also be very important in order to give sense to all that data in order to predict. So what are they going to be consuming? How are they going to be reacting? How are to, to, to the adjustments to the new product, to everything? So I guess we will be going on a long way of digital solutions and data-driven solutions linked to the new artificial intelligences that are, are available now on the market. Mm -hmm. I actually wondering maybe you've heard about Chat GPT. I'm actually wondering if there is anyone in pharma looking over, you know, how they would they implement Chat GPT into their existing workflows and existing processes. For example, I've seen an interesting case with a SaaS company. They have this software called Zendesk, where basically they have a very big FAQ, like frequently asked questions, and they've remade, reworked those. They've Add those to ChatGPT, and they've used that for a more conversational sort of model for for their product. And it was very successful because their products are were very complicated, and people they wouldn't, you know, people are lazy, so laziness is the is the uh, engine for the progress. So people go actually and talk to this bot FAQ bot, and then the bot would give them information already like summarized and and already like in details. And that that would they've they've increased their engagement and for with, with a lot of with, with a lot of points and they've decreased their support time as well. So they've taken less work for their support to work. So I'm wondering whether maybe some, anyone in front ah, approach. With GPT, I think it's being approached. We are experimenting everyone, all the industries with GPT now that it's the, that it's available. And I guess the, the normal path is you start making questions to the, to the artificial intelligence. And then you get you start to get better. So I think we're going to see some, for example, special departments or areas in the companies only for that. And we will be we will have a lot of specialized personnel in, on how to search and link information with with artificial intelligence. So I think the 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 question here is to make the correct questions. To the artificial yep. intelligence and give them the sufficient background information 
And afterwards, you can select even the tone you want it to you want to receive the information. So you can, as you said, you can have it as professional as you want or as simple as you want. So you can also you will we will be able in the future to integrate the the company tone and voice because each company has a a way of communicating that 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 is part of its image of its brand. And mm -hmm. I think we will be able to tailor that to to make it even more the brand. So GPT it's a great, great example of what we can start doing. I mm -hmm. guess farm can can start getting information from final customers being doctors or patients with with a broader reach. So we we can now get access for from all around the world information. So it's it's very interesting to have that to complete the the you say the type genotype of each location easier with more information that we are now able to to have it. So it's it's great. I think artificial intelligence, GPT, and other solutions because now we have Microsoft and we have Google that are announcing their their Bard, yeah. Bard, yeah. Bard, yeah. I saw Bard. Yes, Bard. So they're the first ones. You will see Meta doing the same thing. We will see the big one, I think. Releasing all those types of tools, and from that point up onward, it will be just to refine it, specialize it in each industry. It will be great, I think. Yeah, I agree. What started with some some time ago with chatbots from let's say Drift or Intercom, where you know people would, could interact with the bot and then easily solve their questions. I think it's it, this era, this time is coming because we have way too much information and just. Going through Google is, is very it's a daunting task, right? So like when you look for something through Google, especially if some sort of specific business information, you want to have a quick answer. And I think we'll see more of like this sort of conversational intelligence tools come up. And certainly I think one, one improvement, one innovation that I've seen through the past years is, for example, in, in the SaaS, in the SaaS world, there, there are tools such as it's called sales intelligence tools, such as I think I think the name of the company is Wara or something, where you basically, after you have the conversation with the doctor, based on the interaction, artificial intelligence will, will give you some information about who spoke, what words did they use, and all of that data gets into sort of a repository. So you have analytics about how well your sales reps are doing. That's I don't know if you have that in your tool, if you have such a feature, but that's something certainly that the pharma industry will, will yes yes that, yeah. that is also highly regulated because i think one of the other challenges is, is privacy that that yeah. goes with all the information so some of the efforts need to be for example we anonymize the data so it cannot be linked to a specific person or anything so that is part of what we bring to the solution and to a big repository so the information can be crossed in a lot of ways with a bit business intelligence tools so i guess we some of the big challenges are going to be also in the privacy side of the information so mm -hmm. because we can access a lot of data but none of the data all of it is needed and not all of it is 
publicly free available. So we need to to get as much information as we can with or link as much information as we can with as little information that we get. So because the information is limited on what you can get with and compliance with the, the privacy legislation. So that is going to be a big, big challenge that, that we are going, all of them, all the industries, the medical, the pharma industry need to be to lead with because information is what everyone is seeking. And medical information, farm information, a lot of it is protected and it's private. So we need to to have and know how to make use of, of it correct. Okay. I, basically, my last question to you, Gabriel, would be, what would you advise, let's say, to a sales efficiency sales leader in a pharma company? What would your advice be, would be for that person? Let's say they're trying to drive innovation in their company, new tools such, such as telemedicine and on. What, what would you advise them to do? Well, you need to, to give technology a chance because mm-hmm. sometimes it's, I don't know, we are very reluctant in, in giving a chance to something that might seem risky, that might seem a little bit off of what we're used to. So my advice is technology can be used to, to improve sales. So in the creative side, maybe, for example, transform the activity of your customer into an activity that serves you through a digital tool. So mm-hmm. you need to, to give chance to, to solutions that sometimes seem that do not go with the flow. I don't know if I'm correct because sometimes you need to take a tool and use it in another way with another focus to, to improve it. So that is why startups are bringing that, that part to the, to the industry. And pharma needs to, to interact a little bit more. Sales teams and marketing teams need to mm-hmm. interact a little bit more with some digital solutions that, that they would normally not have in the radar. So give, give them a chance, listen to them, and listen what they can bring to the table and work together. Amazing. Thank you, Gabriel, for this podcast. Thank you for your wonderful advice. Please. Write down Gabriel Garza at the company's dog tour. So if you guys need a, um, you're looking for telemedicine solution, then please check out Gabriel. Thank you so much for this episode. And it was a pleasure. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank you, Stefan. It was a pleasure being here.